Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. I said the month of April, we were going to do two prayers out of Ephesians. And I want to remind you and also read them to you. And the first one is out of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 23. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 23. And then the other is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Now, real quick, I just want to remind you that when this letter was written, now we know that we have chapter and verses and it has been changed for us so it's easy to reference things. But when Paul wrote this to the church of Ephesus, it was in a letter. So these prayers and these things within this letter are connected. The central point of Ephesians is really in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that you will be blessed with all spiritual blessings. And then he begins to break down those spiritual blessings. And so we are praying these spiritual blessings over our lives, just like how Paul spoke to the church of Ephesus. Now, we know that this letter was written in prison. This is one of his prison letters. And he was encouraging the church of Ephesus, which is a fairly big church. And today, that letter that he wrote to them is still applicable to us. Amen? It still applies to us because we are the church as well. Let me read the first one, Ephesians 1, verse 16 through 23. And I said, when you pray these things, because you're going to do it in a way of praying, where it says you, you're going to put your name. So I'm going to give you an example. In 16, it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And then verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give Jacob the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, or of him, having the eyes of Jacob's heart, or my heart, you could say it that way, enlightened in the knowledge of him, uh, that I, that Jacob may know what is the hope to which he has called me, and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards me who believes, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And then Ephesians 3, verse 14, says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant unto me, or to Jacob, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in my inner being, so that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that I will be rooted, grounded in love, and I may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that I will be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask or all that I could ask or think according to the power at work within us or within me. 
to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ or in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, this whole month of April, I want you to say these two prayers over yourself. If you can, do it morning and night. And I believe that you're going to grow in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you're going to be strengthened in your inner man by the Holy Spirit, that you're going to understand the love of God, that you're going to be able to comprehend the breadth, the height, the length, the depth of that love, that you will come into the fullness of Christ. Come on, are you with me today? So out of this, I want to talk to you and minister for the next 30 minutes on your authority as a believer, as your authority of a believer. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Can I tell you today that you have authority over Satan? That you have authority over demonic forces, demons. You have authority over evil spirits. You have authority over the influence of the enemy. And that authority comes from who you are in Christ Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for every single person that is here today that the word of God that is ministered will help them come to an understanding that they have authority as a believer. I thank you, Jesus, that they will learn how to grow and exercise that authority that's been given to them in the name of Jesus. Say amen. So our combat with the devil should always be with an understanding that we have authority over him. Say, I have authority over him. See, because he is defeated. Satan's defeated. He is a defeated foe. And you may say, well, why do I still feel like I'm being attacked and I'm feeling the domination or I'm feeling the power of the enemy, I'm feeling the influence That's because you have to exercise your authority. You have to know who you are or whose you are. See, the Lord Jesus Christ defeated him. He defeated him. When he died on that cross, he went to hell, and it says that he defeated death, he defeated hell, and he defeated the grave. And then three days later, he rose again. See, You died with Christ, and you rose again with him in the resurrection. That's what salvation is. That's what the new birth is. So you're no longer dead to the things of this world. You no longer separated from Christ because of sin. No, you are made one through Christ Jesus. See, it says that the Lamb of God is a testimony of what? Of what he has done for us. It says that when you... Put that place or put Jesus in that place because you have to put him there. And how do you do that? Through faith, through understanding, through knowledge, through revelation. Like Ephesians chapter 1 says, we come to the spirit of, or we have the knowledge and the spirit of revelation in who? In him. 
See, our position is in Christ. See, the authority that we have in Christ is not just, can I help you today, for a select few. It's not for a pastor alone. It's not for a prophet. It's not for someone that you see on TV. It's not for someone that just works healings and miracles. It's not for the person that you just say, man, they got an anointing. They got a grace on them. They must be the only one that can uh, fight Satan and devil and have authority. No, the authority is given to all. All believers. Say me. Come on, you're part of that all, aren't you? Yeah? Amen. See, it belongs to those in Christ. Who's in Christ today? It belongs to those who are his children. Who's his child today? It belongs to those who rightly come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. See, we receive this authority when we are born again. You already have it in you. You have it in you. See, because we are made new in Christ, we have inherited the name of Jesus, and we can use it in our prayer against Satan. Amen? See, you got to understand that the enemy doesn't want you to know the truth that you have been given through Christ. And this is why he will deceive you. This is why he will lie to you. This is why he will use influence to influence you to think otherwise. And he's really good at it. He's a trickster. He's a lying snake. He's a serpent. And he knows your weaknesses and he knows how to use them against you. It says that Satan even knows the word of God. See, your enemy, the adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Who he may devour. Will you be devoured today? Why? Because you have an authority that comes through Jesus Christ of that new birth. So he wants you to stay defeated. He will do anything in his power to keep you from knowing you have authority over him. Because if you come to the understanding and revelation of really what you have in Jesus, he wouldn't be any effect in your life. When, when trials come, when circumstance comes, even when the attack of the enemy comes, look, and it may come hard sometimes, but you're rooted and grounded in love through Christ Jesus. You know who you are in Christ. You stand in that position, a place. Sometimes we think that our fight with the devil, that we have to try to shout and scream and say all these long-winded prayers, and we have to spiritual warfare, we have to stand in the gap. That's not biblical. No, you're under a new covenant. Can I tell you what you have to do? And you can do it as calm as you want to. I have authority in Jesus. I'm made new. Old things have passed away. I'm free. It's a truth that I know that sets me free. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I don't have to shout it. I don't have to try to rally, rally everybody up. I don't have to because he's defeated. I'm not trying to defeat him. No, I'm getting myself to a place where Jesus already has defeated him. He's under your feet. I'm going to show you in a second. See, he knows that when you learn this truth, you're going to dominate him. That when you live your life, you're going to live it with a full authority over him. See, and this will help you whenever it comes to your own personal development, when it comes to your spiritual growth. This will help you not to compare yourself to other people. This will help you to not be in the deception that only a select few have this authority. 
and that you have to always go for them to pray over you. You don't have to. You can pray right under your breath. You know, there's many times in the Bible, especially in Jesus' life, that he didn't pray over people. He just said for the issue or the disease or for the thing to go. He didn't even pray. He said, go, be healed, be free, right? Sometimes you need to stop praying and just speak to it. What did Jesus say? He said, speak to the mountain. A lot of times we're going to God in prayer and we're wrestling and trying to get our place to that, ourselves to that place. God, if you would do it, I know you could do it. I mean, I just know you could. Rather than that, just say, in the name of Jesus, I know what's been given to me. I know my right as a man or a woman of God. So I say, in the name of Jesus, Satan, be gone. You're under my feet. It says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. That's simple, right? Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in what? Heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing is yours. It belongs to you. Say, it belongs to me. See, authority belongs to you whether you realize it or not. But knowing is not enough. See, knowledge acted upon is what brings results. You got to act upon the knowledge you have. You can have a lot of knowledge, and we got a lot of Christians that know a lot. But you got to use it. You got to apply it. You got to act on that knowledge. Because if you never use it, what good is it for? Yeah, you can tell me that you read the Bible from the beginning to the end a thousand times, but you're still dominated. You're still living bound up. You haven't come to the understanding that you're free in Christ. Come on. It just shows that knowledge is good, but we got to apply it. Yeah, get knowledge, grow, develop, but use it. See, we cannot allow ourselves to go through life not knowing what we have in Christ. We can't afford it. You got to know what you have in Christ. You got to get knowledge. You got to get understanding. You need it all. That's why you need to have a relationship with the Word of God. This is why you need to go to church. See, church isn't about just coming and hanging out and we sing a couple of tunes, get an encouraging word, and we're out. Because most people, if that, that's all, if that is all they get, help me, Holy Ghost, if that is all they get, they'll never grow. They'll never be effective as a Christian. We got to grow. See, this is why God gave us the church. This is why God gave us pastors and teachers. This is why God gave us the Holy Spirit. This is why God gave us the Word. Come on. In the natural things, or in the natural, things can be ours too, but if we don't know about it, we can't utilize it, right? For instance, it's like having money in your wallet but not knowing. Who's ever had that happen before? Maybe you had a $20 bill. Or a $5 bill, maybe 100 or something. But this is what it's like. It's like having money in your wallet or in your purse for those that carry it, but not knowing. And since you don't know, you're never able to use it. But let's be believers that not just know, but we use what we know. You got to use what you know. You got to exercise it. Come on. The Bible says this. In John 8, verse 32, 
and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Why are they destroyed? For a lack of knowledge. Get knowledge. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 again. Let's go back there. Ephesians 1 in verse 17, that God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Wow. See, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he says, Behold, I give you authority. Another translation says power, but if you look at it in the Greek, it means authority. To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So see, we have two different powers We have the first one, which means authority. That's a better way of saying it. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, not literal serpents and scorpions, but these are spiritual forces. Amen. He's not literally meaning a serpent and a scorpion. Okay. And he says, and over all the power of of the enemy. Now, that word power means dynamis or dynamis. I think it's dynamis. That's the proper way of saying it. I have someone that's over here looking at me. She's like, maybe you're not. She's, she's Greek, so she, she would know the proper way of saying it. But it means ability. So you have authority over the ability or the power of the enemy. You have a greater power. You have a greater ability. You have a greater authority. Come on. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. See, the Amplified says it this way. I have given you authority, and that means that you now possess, say, I now possess, I now have it, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and the ability to exercise authority. It has to be exercised over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will in any way harm you. See, there are two powers in here. But the style don't mean the same. They're different. One is authority and the other is power. In talking about serpents and scorpions, he's meaning demons, evil spirits, and all his cohorts. Amen? And you have authority over them. The value of your authority rests on the power that is behind the authority. Let me say it again. The value of your authority rests on the power that is behind that authority. The devil and his forces are obligated to recognize that authority. You know where I'm going here. See, the believer who understands that the power of God is backing him can exercise his authority and face the enemy fearlessly. Now, authority is delegated power. Police officers, they have a badge. And that represents that they have an authority. But that authority is not theirs alone. It comes from somewhere. The government. The government is what gives them authority, right? We all agree on that? Can I tell you that you don't have authority over me when I'm driving in my car? Now, you can cut me off and tell me a whole bunch of names and tell me I'm number one. But you don't have authority to tell me to get out of my car, to give me my license and registration, to do a breathalyzer test, you just don't have that authority. 
But can I tell you who has that authority? A police officer does. Why? Because the government gave it to him. Because of that badge. Because who he is employed by, right, is delegated authority. Well, the same way that a police officer has delegated authority, we, you, me, have delegated authority. It comes from who we are in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That means that you can step up in front of Satan, hold up your hand, and tell him to not come any closer because you have been given authority. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 9, that to be sober-minded, to be watchful, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone he may devour. Resist him firm in your faith. Remember, it takes faith. Knowing that the same kind of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood through the world. And then John, 1 John 4, 4 says, little children, you are from God and you have overcome them. Who are you from? God. And you have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now go back to Ephesians chapter 1 and let's go into verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believes according to the working of his great might that he did in Christ when he raised him from the dead, set him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body. Who's his body? You are. We are. We are the body, right? Now, have you ever seen a head disconnected from the body? It don't function, does it? Now, Jesus is the head, and we are the body. We are one. Come on. Follow me with me. Follow with for a second right now. So if he's the head and we are the body, well, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's working in you. Jesus is where? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, we know that the right hand is a place of authority. So that authority that God gave Jesus, guess who else has it? You. It's been delegated to you through Jesus. You have authority. So it says in 1 John 4, 4, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Well, who is he talking about? The enemy. The attack of the enemy. See, a lot of times we give Satan too much credit. We try to say everything's the devil. You get the wrong meal at your fast food restaurant, it's the devil. I didn't get my food right. The coffee was cold. We do this as Christians, it's funny. You know, something just doesn't go right. Now, listen, there are things that work against us. Don't get me wrong, but... It's not always in the gas tank or the petrol tank being empty. Just put some petrol in it, okay? There's some natural thing you just got to do. Amen. Use some wisdom. But what I'm saying is that we have to get to this place of knowledge and understanding of who we are. That's a lot of times why we're living in defeat. It's because what we feed on, what we allow ourselves to be looking at, watching, seeing, doing, listening, that affects how you live. 
This is why it's so important to guard your heart and your mind like the Word of God says. This is why it's so important to draw close to God. This is why it's so important to abide. He says this, abide in me and my words will abide in you. If you don't abide in God, and what does that mean to abide? To be in him, to live in him, to be in his presence. If you don't do that, his words aren't in you. It's hard to live life and combat life without his word in you. You can know all the lyrics to a song or know all the movie quotes to a movie, but what good does it do you when, the, when Satan comes with his attack, when he comes seeking who he may devour? How are you going to defend yourself? It comes from a place of being with God. It comes from a place of, a place of knowing who you are and whose you are. Amen? See, the power that backs you is greater than the power you're up against. And that should make you shout. The power that backs you is greater than the power that you're up against. Well, what power are you up against today? Well, the power that's in you is greater. It's greater. It's greater than the sickness. It's greater than the disease. It's greater than the lack. It's greater than the whatever it may be that is causing you to be tripped up, that is causing you to be in unbelief, that is causing doubt within you, that is causing fear in you, that is causing you to lose sleep at night, the power that's in you. Now, I'm talking, about to, I'm talking to a believer, someone that has given their life to Jesus, and today, if you have not given your life to Jesus, you can make that decision, and you will have everything that I'm talking about because it's only to those that believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's the prerequisite. But it's easy to do that. I can lead you into that prayer easily. Amen. In 1 Samuel 17, we see a story of David. Everyone knows this story, but I'm going to point out something. David was up against a giant named Goliath. And in verse 26, it says this. David said to the men who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, he's talking about Goliath, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way, so shall it be done to this man who kills him, that he will get Saul's daughter and have all this great riches. But let me just read something real quick. It says, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Everyone was in fear. They were scared of this Goliath, of this giant. But David, being strong in faith already, being anointed king already, came into this battlefield looking in a different perspective and light than where everyone else was. He started to question who is this giant? Who is this uncircumcised thing that we're going against that defies our God? Now, continue on in verse 45. David says to the Philistine, you come to me with the sword and with the spear and with the javelin. Now look, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, 
whom you have defied, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all of earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will not give you into our hand. Can I tell you that today you've been given something far greater, and that is the name of Jesus? This is David in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, talking about the name of the Lord. He knew who he had. He knew what authority he had in God. But see, you've been given a greater authority, and that is through the name of Jesus. Now, he defeated a giant. We know this story. He throws a stone at him, knocks him down, then he cuts his head off. exactly what he said he was going to do. You have greater authority today. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Who is he talking about? Jesus. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. In John chapter 14, verse 13, it says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk or rise up and walk. And then Proverbs 18 says, 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. You have authority in the name of Jesus. You got to use it. Just giving you a whole bunch of scripture. You have authority. Today, you got to take that place. You've been given delegated power through who you are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to be defeated anymore. You don't have to allow what you're going through to dominate you anymore. You can take your position right now and speak out using the name that's been given to you, the name of Jesus. See, sometimes what you need to do is say, Instead of just saying, oh, God, help me, God, where are you? No, you need to say, in the name of Jesus, body, you're healed. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to continue to look at that. In the name of Jesus, I am going to live better. In the name of Jesus, my kids are going to serve God. I'm not praying for it or hoping for it. I know it's going to happen by faith because of what authority has been given to me through the name of Jesus. Come on. This is what you have access to as a believer. Stand to your feet with me today. Now, I'm going to continue in this because next week we're going to talk about being seated with Christ. And then by Easter time, we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus and what that means for us. But see, I believe that the Holy Spirit has had me preach this 
and is putting this in my heart because you need to take your position as a believer. You need to take that authority that's been given to you and only you can do it. And if you would just do that and take your authority and right now I'm talking about in that name. Remember that name's greater than any name. What name could it be? Cancer? Come on. Marriage issues, friendship issues, sin, lack, whatever name, whatever thing that you have allowed to control you, whatever thing that you've allowed to believe, there's a greater name. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Today, I believe if you begin to take that position, take that place, and begin to speak over your life, that you will come into what Paul was writing to the church of Ephesus, all spiritual blessings, all spiritual blessings, that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that you'll understand that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you, that he will strengthen you by his spirit in your inner man, that you'll know the love of God. We want to be effective in all that we do. Can I get an amen? And this is part of it. This is part of being foundationally strong in Jesus. If David used the name of the Lord to declare what was going to happen, that's an example for us. It's a type and shadow of what we do today. Begin to declare the name of Jesus over your situation. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.